Welcome to the Meeting the Moment podcast, a show featuring stories by Stanford students about how they're meeting big moments in their lives. All of the students featured are fellows in the Office of Religious and Spiritual Life at Stanford. I'm Adeswa Agmoyla. Stories have the power to teach us and heal us, guide us, and even inspire us to change. Stories engage the big, unanswered questions we all face. That's what you're going to hear on this podcast. Stories of people making meaning of big questions. Each episode of the show corresponds with a monthly theme, and each story recounts meaning made of a challenging moment. It's September 2020. Our theme is Meaning Uncertainty, and we'll kick off the show with a story by me, Adesua Agboyle, class of 2021. It's called The Bear Bear Dread. I don't remember a lot about being five, but there's one thing I remember very clearly— the car rides I took to kindergarten in the morning. I remember one car ride in particular. It was a sunny autumn day. My mom was playing her favorite India Arie album, and I was feeling a sense of impending doom. It was this deep, deep dread that grew bigger and bigger as we approached school, starting in the pit of my stomach and then moving through my heart and lungs and then down to my legs and toes and the tips of my fingers. You might wonder, what was making me feel this way? Two words. Bear. Bear. Well, maybe that's one word. Anyway, Bear Bear was a stuffed animal, a small, plush creature that looked more like a rabbit than a bear with a pink bow around his neck, and he was owned by Allie, my best friend at the time. Bear Bear had hard opinions on everything that happened in Allie's life, which meant he also had hard opinions on how I should live my life. Here was the problem. I couldn't hear Bear Bear's thoughts. Luckily, Allie could. So whenever I played with Allie, she would relay Bear Bear's divine judgment to me. Some days, Bear Bear would say that me and Allie could be friends. Other days, Bear Bear would say Allie couldn't talk to me all day. Whatever Bear Bear said, I did, even if it meant my day would be ruined. So as my mom was driving me to school, I was worrying, hoping, praying about this one thing— that Bear Bear, this tiny white stuffed animal, would cast favor on me. As soon as my mom dropped me off, I made a beeline for Allie and Bear Bear. The two of us gathered together, the cult of Bear Bear. On this particular day, I had been in Bear Bear's bad graces for a week. Then, Allie looked at me and said, Bear Bear said we should be best friends today. (laughs) 
Have you ever won the lottery? I haven't, but I imagine it would feel similar to the way I felt right after Bear Bear decided I was worthy of being Allie's best friend. That moment of bliss, I was chasing that high. The problem was that feeling only lasted for a couple of minutes. Because Bear Bear didn't just decide if me and Ali were going to be friends that day. He decided what we would do if we were friends that day. Bear Bear could decree anything, at any time. What games Ali and I would play on the playground, what books we would read during quiet time, Bear Bear dictated it all. Even on the days where Bear Bear decided we weren't friends, Allie would still sometimes come to me to say that Bear Bear wanted to play tag. The worst was when Bear Bear said that me and Allie could be friends, then retracted the statement in the middle of the day, leaving me friendless. So, sure, me and Allie were best friends now, but what about after recess? Or during lunch? By the time I was pulling out crayons for drawing circle, I was feeling uneasy again. What was Bear Bear going to say next? In hindsight, there were other aspects of my life tinged with that same feeling of uncertainty, not knowing what's coming next, things I probably should have been much more concerned about. For example, the kindergarten I went to was run entirely in Japanese for the first half of the day. But they didn't actually teach students Japanese. It was a school made for kids coming from Japanese-speaking households. So for the first half of the day, I just had no idea what was going on. The teacher would say something in Japanese, and I'd just sit and wait for the other kids to start moving, and then I'd do whatever they were doing. I lived in this perpetual state of not knowing. Not knowing what my Japanese teachers were telling me, not knowing what Bear Bear was going to say next, not knowing how to count past 20, and it felt like there was nothing I could do about any of this. I was five. I couldn't tie my own shoes. When my mom asked me how school was on our car rides home, I would detail my day in terms of what Bear Bear had and hadn't allowed me to do. Bear Bear said that me and Allie should be best friends the whole day, so Allie was my best friend. Bear Bear didn't want to swing on the swing, so I stayed inside and read a book. Bear Bear had said that I should stop going on the monkey bars. That one particularly hurt. Monkey bars was my favorite recess activity. When I told her that last one, my mom turned around to face me in the backseat of the car and said, You know, you don't have to let Bear Bear decide your whole day for you. You can just go on the monkey bars without Bear Bear. And I just looked at her like, What are you talking about, woman? What Bear Bear says goes. 16 years later, I get what my mom is trying to say. She was saying, you don't have to live your life in this limbo. You could just stop being friends with Allie. 
Stop giving her all this power over you. My mother was no stranger to uncertainty. She was a first-time mom and had newly immigrated to America from Nigeria. Her life was filled with unknowns that it was impossible for her to wrestle down. And now I wonder if she ever had that same feeling of pressing dread, that impending doom when she was driving me to school. Not about Bear Bear, but about starting a job at a new company, or not knowing when she would be able to go home to visit her entire family, or being unsure of how to navigate the fact that her only child's life was being ruled by a stuffed animal. I think my mom might have been trying to warn me. Like, there are going to be a lot more bear bears in your life. You just have to do what you can to sidestep the stress uncertainty brings. Stop being friends with Allie. I did not take my mother's advice. I didn't stop being friends with Allie, and I didn't stop listening to Bear Bear. Eventually, I did break free from Bear Bear's grasp, but not through any action of my own. The teachers at my kindergarten told my parents it made absolutely no sense for me to continue my education at their school because neither of my parents spoke any Japanese, which meant it would have been almost impossible for me to learn anything at school. So my parents enrolled me in a different school for first grade. And just like that, the tyranny of Bear Bear came to an end. A couple of weeks ago, I asked my mom how my parents decided where I should go to school next. She said that our next-door neighbor at the time, who we barely knew, had recommended it. My mom visited. It had seemed fine, so she enrolled me. I pressed her about that. I asked... Were you worried about sending me to this place you knew so little about? Were you scared of the unknown? And she just shrugged and said, What was the use in fretting about it? We thought about it as much as we could. We didn't know the exact answer, and we weren't going to find it, so we just jumped. We just jumped from the unknowable present of a stuffed animal's thoughts to the unknowable future of a new school that came recommended by a stranger. And it worked out pretty well. I stayed at that school for 12 years. But today, I still hate not knowing what's coming next. In fact, I hate it so much, I've built my life around learning how to mitigate uncertainty. I'm an economics major, I take classes where I learn how to make the best decisions, how to eliminate statistical error, how to land on solutions with certainties. I have journals filled with extensive pros and cons lists. I like scheduling my days in 30-minute increments. But despite all my attempts at meticulous planning, trying to pin down certainties, I still sometimes feel that particular type of dread I felt in kindergarten when I didn't know what my day at school was going to hold. That bear bear dread. And that dread, I didn't get over it because I planned my way around it or because I made peace with not knowing what bear bear was gonna say or because I managed to achieve some five-year-old version of an enlightened state where not knowing the future stops being scary. 
As I look back over the short arc of my life so far, I'm realizing there's a pattern to the way I've gotten over every single fear about the future I've ever had. It's like my mom said, you can think about things all you want, but at the end of the day, you just have to settle for not knowing. You just have to bend your knees and jump. And then jump again and again and again. This episode of the Meeting the Moment podcast was produced by Alessandra Wallner. Our music is by Lee Rosevere. The Meeting the Moment program and this podcast are hosted by the Office for Religious and Spiritual Life, or ORSL, in collaboration with the Stanford Storytelling Project and the LifeWorks Program for Integrative Learning. Meeting the Moment, which grows out of ORSL's Rathbun program, includes a student fellowship, a one-unit, community-focused, repeatable course, monthly public programs, and a growing list of curated resources for the Stanford community. Special thanks to Dean Tiffany Steinwert, Jonah Willinghans, Emma Master, and the LifeWorks Program for Integrative Learning. To learn more, Google Stanford Meeting the Moment.